why don't we take, since uh, I know that some of us kind of talked a little bit at the beginning, but we do have a new person, and it's been a little while since we did it, so how about we go around and everyone introduce themselves. My name is Jeremy. I'm really excited to be playing this game with all of my good friends and relatives. Very excited for this. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Blades in the Dark, and everything that I've read in the book has made me very happy, but I am a little nervous because, you know, it's a new thing. But the great news is we're all learning it together, so we'll <laughs> all struggle and fail together. I don't like failing. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Uh, well, Tabitha, since you talked and volunteered, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, speaking is not volunteering. <laughs> I was making a comment, but I'm Tabitha. I, um... Don't really know what you want from me, but I'm here and I'm gonna play a game. Is there is there anything particular that you want to know? Probably your character name. I don't remember my character name. Hang on. <laughs> Why would I remember that? I am Iskra Shook, or I'm playing as Iskra Shook. Uh, I'm married to Jeremy and uh, I snipe at him constantly. I'm sorry. Condolences. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone had to take the claw. All right, well, I'll go next. Uh, my name is Tobias. Hello. I have not played Blades in the Dark either. I am a big fan of uh, like Powered by the Apocalypse systems, like Dungeon World and Mask and whatnot. Uh, although it has been a while since I've got to play anything like that. So as Jeremy said, there will be some, uh, you know, adjustment getting back into this narrative, narratively driven game. Uh, but I will be playing the role of Cliff Claw, Attorney at Law. All right, I am Jonathan. Uh, I am Jeremy's brother. And, uh, you know, with Tabitha, we've done some Delta Green. I probably do less role-playing than most of the other people in this group. But, you know, I like things that are straightforward and, you know, more streamlined. And I like that about what it seems like um, this game's going to be. So I'm going to be playing Virgil, Thorn Evening Eyes. Cool. And uh, as a newcomer to the group, I'm Kevin. I've been playing some stuff with, uh, I always want to call him Kush, but with Jeremy, um, <laughs> with one of our mutual friends. Too uh, many Kushes on this call. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> with one of my our mutual friends, Shane, and uh, I offhandedly mentioned on Monday uh, how I wanted to play Blades in the Dark, because I have for quite a while. Um, and he was like, oh, I have a game starting. And I said, you better let me in. Very demandingly. No, he was very <laughs> gracious. And offered to let me jump in, so I'm excited. I haven't really done any Apocalypse games or anything. I may have read through the book because I wanted to run it with some friends, but I just didn't feel comfortable running it until I've sucked my teeth into playing it. But yep. that's about it. So I get to jump on that grenade. Someone's got to be the first one through the breach, right? Well, I'll say the cool thing about these games, and it seems especially true for Blades, is they're very player-driven games. You can't really play them like you would D&D, &D, more traditional you know, railroady sense, and we know Jeremy loves to railroad. Uh, but that's the thing is, like, Jeremy can't, he cannot railroad us on this. We are free from the from the Jeremy curse. That sounds like a challenge. Uh, yeah, well, you should not say yeah, these things. You are going to that. intensify the curse. It, it it is kind of a curse because it does mean that uh, we do need to be a little more proactive than playing like D and D. Uh, we we are the drivers of the actions, so we will have to make those hard decisions yeah like my my goal here is to try to present the world as fairly as i can and but it's a conversation 
Uh, so I might propose something, and if you have a problem with it, you can like make a counter proposal. You, you for disappeared, it. I think brother. Uh oh. He's. Oh, he I think our just shit out. Uh oh. I hear neither him nor Tabitha, so that may be their internet. Oh, uh, maybe their internet died. Well, yeah. he, had, he had a good yeah, run GMing. Probably. <laughs> a moment of silence. Well, a nice 30 seconds. Yeah. This would happen sometimes. The last thing we did was we played um, King's Dilemma, and periodically their ping would just go to 999, and they'd be back in a couple of minutes. I can't but... blame Alabama internet for that. Oh, I hear Tabitha in the distance. <laughs> Hello, I've returned. Hi. Hopefully for a while. That is a uh, chronic problem. We weigh wait. We live way the fuck out in the middle of why would anyone live here? So our internet is not great. It's interesting because I don't think I've ever lost, or I've rarely lost Jeremy from any of the other games you play. Uh, also, I'm pretty yeah. staunchly cursed when it comes to electronics. So yeah. it must be you. Now I almost feel bad for having an insane fiber pipe. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I would literally kill someone to get fiber internet. That would be so nice. Yeah, it's it's much easier to move than kill someone. So I would suggest, I would suggest <laughs> maybe that is like the first thing you look at. I mean, I would be happy to move somewhere civilized with decent internet, but. All right, so um, I think what I was saying before the internet cut out is that uh, you know it's this game's really a conversation. It's not. Uh, it's not like. So you promised to listen to us in our <laughs> desires? <laughs> that's not good. I mean, that's not I how most will, of our conversations go. I, I will promise to listen. <laughs> Your words will be heard. And then uh, ignored and discarded. Uh, but, you know, one of the really good things about it is if after we talk it out, you still don't agree with the results, you can, like, you know, try to resist them and things like that. Uh, it, it, there, there's a lot of cool, cool mechanics like that in here. I'm... Looking forward to trying out. Um, so, uh, let us go ahead and jump so into does it. Does Kevin have a character to tell uh, us about? He, do, he does. Or... Uh, we're gonna okay. we're gonna talk about them here in just a moment. Last time we kind of had to hurry through the crew cr creation. I picked out some of the factions to have helped or hindered. So two of the upgrades that y'all had were the secure upgrade and the workshop upgrade, which the hive was happy about that and the unseen were unhappy about that. The hive is kind of at like a secret merchant guild uh, sort of thing. Like... Yeah, it's, I guess it's more of a cartel than a guild, but, uh, and then the Unseen are, uh, a, uh, you know, a secret member crime organization. You also got a contact, Fitz the Collector, uh, who is a collector of, you know, uh, Stop. strange artifacts. So, what I figured out is that, uh, y'all, like, raided a warehouse that the unseen controlled to get something for fits and while you were there you wound up getting some magical charms and stuff to help protect your lair because uh, your lair is already hidden in the back office of bob claw -la. Claw -la. is that right yep uh oh is shadows all allow it the crew yep uh okay that makes sense why i couldn't find it <laughs> <laughs> um 
I don't know if that's a placeholder name or if that's the real name, but that's uh, that's the name it's, of the gang right name. now. It's uh, a <laughs> uh, So you retrieved the strange eye in a jar, uh, and you also recovered several small charms that help keep your lair secure and help furnish the abandoned offices uh, behind Bob Claw Law. So you wound up getting a lot of books about Duskwall, some of the workshop things that the Tabitha's character needed. So the Circle of the Flame, uh, which is a, uh, a cult, like a secret cult, uh, found out that uh, you had gotten this eye from that warehouse, uh, and when you tried to drop it off to Fitz, it, uh, they tried to jump you, but y'all protected him, and the Dimmer sisters were very thankful because he's an important contact for them as well. Uh, that's the basics of how that whole thing happened. Uh, we can flesh that out a little bit more later on once we get involved with some of those, uh, those people. But, uh, so let's go ahead and start introducing characters. And I've got a little story for you guys. Uh, so the shattered remains of the sun wane in the sky above Charter Hall. The electric lamps along Giant Way buzz as they pierce through the smog to reach the shuffling citizens of Duskwall, fording their way through the street. Mush Dogs calls out a local barker. Get your fresh mush dogs here. Behind them, the towering trees of Giant Park lend the smog a sickly violet glow. Across from the mush dog vendor, squashed in a row of stores, is the law office of Bob Claw and Sons. Inside the doorway, we see a small foyer. The upholstery on the stair on the chairs faded and fraying, the secretary's desk covered in a thin layer of dust. Beyond is the office itself, a wide, heavy desk before a two large chair and a single bookshelf filled with thick books. Uh, so Tobias, who do we see seated at the desk and what are they doing? Seated at the desk is Cliffclaw, the current proprietor of this office. His father Rob, long gone passed away not six months prior to the start of our adventure. Uh, Cliff has been doing everything he can to sort of maintain a sense of normalcy, but the past few months has seen a a turn to the life of crime. And, you know, in an attempt to just keep the lights on, keep the legacy of Robert Claw going, has uh, started to use his knowledge in in law to just make money, I guess. <laughs> Less so to get rich, more so just to, to keep keep going, keep food on the table. All right. Uh, so behind Cliff, uh, we see that bookshelf, and we notice that there are two slight grooves on the floor next to it. Uh, Cliff stands and mutters the phrase, I'll allow it. A slight click and a scraping ensues as the bookshelf swings forward to reveal the secret chamber beyond. A small library filled with books and a workbench covered in alchemical supplies. Uh, Tabitha, tell us about the person hunched over at the desk and what they are working on. The person hunched over the desk is Iskra Shook, an indeterminate person of uh, some gender. Wearing a pile of mismatched clothing, sitting in a crooked gargoyle pose, trying very, very hard not to fuck up whatever she's doing with those smoking chemicals. 
Iskra is a leech. She's very interested in fossicking around in the innards of human beings and also tinkering with just whatever comes her way, whether it is a gadget or a flamethrower or a person. And the workshop reflects that. It shows a pile of gears and wires, along with very carefully stacked and not so carefully stacked vials of different kinds of fluids. Uh, There is what appears to be a cow fetus in some kind of yellowish liquid perched high on one of the top shelves. Iskra is currently working on something that has a lot of wires and occasionally sparks. The next room is slightly smaller, filled with a table that has a map of Duskwall carved into its surface. Tiny flags representing various interests are stuck into its surface. Notes, flyers, and sketch drawings are hung haphazardly along the walls. John, tell us who is updating the table map and how you learned that info that you're updating it. So Virgil Thorn Evening Eyes is uh, is updating the map. He's an Aruvian who is darker skinned and rough in appearance from his many years of being a thieving boy for his uh, his demon kidnapper. He spent a lot of times in the streets doing odd tasks, climbing on rooftops and down drain pipes, looking in and overhearing different conversations. In this particular situation, he's gathered some intelligence through channeling different spirits and learning about different things that are going on around the city. He pulls out an ectoplasm vial from his cloak and looks at it, trying to um, deduce what different types of spirit knowledge he might be able to gain from his most recent endeavor. Back outside, a figure slowly comes into view through the smog, hood up as she makes her way towards the office. A small bell chimes and Cliff looks up from the desk. Uh, Kevin, who does he see? And what were they doing before they came here? You see someone who introduced herself as Sophia. Striking, strikingly red, red hair, otherwise a pretty practical... Um, pr- pretty practical clothing, practical shoes. It's probably the first thing you'd notice about her if you have an eye for that kind of thing. Um, kind of shoes you can run and, and fight in if you have to. Um, but otherwise, her coat has a decent, you know, long kind of trench coaty look and, and uh, plain trousers. I would imagine she was either on her way to or on her way from her her vice purveyor, which uh, I don't know if the rest of the crew gets to know that yet. You've all gathered today to attend an important meeting with the Red Sashes, who are the gang that set you up in Crow's Foot uh, when you first started getting your hunting grounds together. After making some preparations, you step outside. You pass by the uncanny glow of Giant Park to cross over the canal to the neighboring district of Crow's Nest. As you make your way to the meeting grounds, you pass a blue coat patrol approaching a group of miscreants standing at a street corner. You see the brief flash of coin as the gang makes the payoff and the patrol keeps walking. As you round the next corner, you see your destination, a large mansion the size of a city block. As you walk towards it, you see several groups of Eruvian men inconspicuously watching your approach, large tasseled curved swords hanging at their sides, each wearing a red sash emblazoned with a gold star. You are met at the entrance to the mansion by a coterie of Eruvian guards who perform a cursory body check, then lead you inside. 
The mansion is well lit with electric chandeliers, and each room you pass through has a different variety of incense burning in it. As you pass by the ballroom, you hear the distinctive clash of sword play as the members of the Falling Star Sword Academy practice their art. You are led up the staircase to a large office. Pouring a dark wine, you see an equally dark woman, who turns to flash a smile at you as you come in. She is dressed in an elaborate crimson sari, her dark hair flowing over her shoulders. Though you haven't met her before, you know that this is Mylara Clev, leader of the Red Sashes, the gang you befriended as you gained your foothold in Crow's Foot. Is Sophia part of the, the gang already? Yeah, I think everyone already knows each other. Uh, like you're already okay. yeah, yeah. all part together. My Lara turns to y'all up. Well, thank thank you for coming tonight. Uh, please have a seat. Wine. Uh, Absolutely, dates, almonds for sure. I don't drink wine. That was <laughs> well. What do you drink then? <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. I'll, I, I'll have hers if you don't mind. <laughs> My lyric does a little clap, and a footman that was hiding in the shadows comes out and uh, starts pouring wine for all of you. And she slides over to a uh, a nice couch and sits down in the center of it. Uh, there are there's another couch across from it as well as a couple of chairs. Okay, well yeah, we'll sit down. We've we've already met, if not my Lara, we've been introduced to the group, right? I mean, we would have had to be. Yeah, you like you know you have some contacts with the Red Sashes. Like you paid them some money, and y'all have a fairly good relationship. Okay, and the purpose of this meeting? Did she just call us to meet, or yeah. was there already? No, she called y'all to meet. Okay, so new business. New business. Yeah, I'll take uh, the glass from the footman and take a you know a big a big gulp to start us off with. Let out a, a a sigh since it's been uh, several several hours since I've last slept, <laughs> but ready to uh, ready to focus and just all right, my lair. Well, uh, it's uh, nice to again to meet you again. Great place you've got here. Thank you. Yes, uh, we've worked hard to earn our place here in Crow's Foot. Uh, it seems to me as though you two are working hard to earn your place. Yeah, at least trying to get our, our, our foothold in Duskfall. As uh, two, two groups, both trying to make our way in the world and do what's best for our own, I want to let you know that there is a unique opportunity in Crow's Nest right now. Because of this opportunity, we are planning a attack on a different gang you may have heard of, the Lamp Blacks. Lamp Blacks? Lamp Blacks. Uh, it's the former Lamplighter Guild that turned to crime once all of the uh, lights were replaced with electric light. They're led by a man named Bazo Baz. They operate brothels and drug dens across Crowsfoot. And you also know that they are not they have not been on good terms for a while with the red sashes because they both kind of encroach on each other's turf a bit uh the red sashes also deal in drugs but their dens tend to be a little bit more lavish their shenanigans are cheeky and fun as opposed to <laughs> you know mean and mal malfeasible yeah it's like the difference between cocaine and meth <laughs> yes yeah, that difference jeremy <laughs> jeremy hun we've talked about this i've had uh dealings with baz before 
uh, not exactly above board, but every once in a while, somebody, you know, goes a little too far in their indulgences. And while we're waiting for the proper authorities to come by, I might um, investigate a little in that person while they're not using their body. <coughs> um, so I, I'm going to say that I know a little bit about him and a little bit about his uh, his dealings. Well, okay. I'm glad to see that you have your ears to the streets as a gang with your ambitions must have in these dark times. Um, uh, as, as we are having this, uh, since we have this opportunity, and since we are planning on occupying the Lamp Blacks, I would like to propose a deal with your group. Ooh. What is it that you call yourselves again? <sighs> we really need a better name. To be, to be, we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> well, we had a name, but that was our password, apparently. <laughs> so I don't know if we should give our name and password out. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of thing you should not say out loud. Oh no, that was uh, oh whoops. <laughs> I like our name, but I sounds like I'm gonna get outvoted here. When we perform, you know, make feeds to make a name for ourselves, the name will come. <laughs> I I like that attitude. That's that's very true. Let the universe decide what your name's going to be. That's why we're called the Red Sashes, as you can see. She points at her footman, who is also wearing a red sash. Wait, the universe gave you red sashes? You didn't, like, go out and buy them? She just kind of smiles a little bit. At, at this rate, y'all are going to be named It's Wednesday, my dudes. So anyway, as, as, I, was, uh, as I was saying, I, I do have a job for you. And I hope that, given our past relationships together, I do believe that we can work well together. Our past relationships where we gave you... All of our money? Yes, that relationship. That worked out very well for both of us. You gave us your money, and now you were starting on the right foot. The right crow's foot, if you will. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. Well, I mean, I think we can certainly act to mutual benefit here. So so what, what, what is it, Myler, that you have in mind? Well, as we will be occupying most of the Black's forces tonight... I have happened to come across the whereabouts of where they keep their war treasury. Ooh. Uh, I have utmost confidence that my men will be able to take care of the Lamp Blacks, but it would just be a minor setback if they were able to fill in their ranks with all of the you know, refugees that have been pouring into our city, uh, eager to rub two coins together just to feed their families. If you go and get their treasury, you can keep four coins in return for the information. So you say go and get their treasury, like ransack their, their war chest? Yes, I will tell you where the information is. There are about 12 coins there. You can keep four coins and, and the give rest... the rest to us. The rest is the price of the information of where the war treasury is. Hmm. So just to make sure I understand... Your role in this is to occupy the the enemy. And murder them. While we sneak around back and take the money. Yes. Correct? It will give you a prime opportunity to... Have money. Uh, to go and find their uh, their treasury. Huh. So, 
I mean, we need money. We don't have any. Yeah. So what I'm kind of thinking, obviously the, the issue here, and this is out of character, by the way, I'm not saying this to her face. You know, the, the issue is that we could just keep the 12 coin. But we don't have the info yet, Cliff. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, we all virtual. Like, we lie yes. to her. We say, yes, okay, we agree to this. So, see, we paid these people two coins Mm -hmm. to give ourselves a cushion and to give ourselves employment. Uh We all know how hard it was when we were going out on our own. Yeah, that sucked. Let's not do that again. So, I don't think we want to just say, hey, thanks for the one-time deal, and now we Mm got to find some other place to find our, our jobs. Yeah, Cliff no, Claw's I, not bringing in all the buku jobs for us. I mean, I'm taking the 12 coin and leaving town. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, in, in all seriousness, like, uh, it makes sense. I'm, I kind of do wish we could get it a 50-50 split. I'm fine for taking a third of the cut if we're doing a third of the work. But it sounds like we're doing a good bit more than a third of the work. I mean, they so are doing ca- all the fighting for us, theoretically speaking. So I kind of want to try to maybe like sway her into a more even cut we can negotiate we're allowed to do that yeah yeah i was gonna say that that was uh mechanic i don't know how the mechanics work in this game yet but is there a way to mechanically try to better our position yeah so uh how how it's gonna work is uh so it sounds like uh cliff is trying to get uh my lyra to kind of come around to his way of thinking that would be a sway roll here's how it works player takes their goal my goal is to get a more even cut get more money out of it uh, i choose the action rating the matches i guess let's just switch one so sway sure uh it's not my best one but whatever I mean, if so someone you... if someone is better at sway I'm not. Should we discuss that? Or I have none. It... I have two. Like, I mean, I think you would all know what your strengths and weaknesses yeah, yeah. are. So you, if someone is willing to do that, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if you've got two sway, I'd say go for it. Yeah. Okay. But I think so, I can get assisted for an extra die, I believe. Correct. How about yeah. how about actually, let's do it reverse. Let's you roll sway and I'll assist you because... Yeah, exactly. Uh, I can, I can, I'm good at assisting people. All right. Uh, so what we're going to do is we are going to roll one die for each action rating dot that you have. So we got two dice. Uh, we've got an extra die from Tobias for assisting. If you if you click the the action on your character sheet, it'll give you a pop-up where you set things like the difficulty rating and stuff. I'm going to have to say that because, let's see, what tier is this game? This gang is because I'm. Pretty... Yeah, I'll use I'll use my foresight ability, so I don't have to pay stress to assist. Okay, uh, so the red sashes are a tier two. I think you guys are tier one, right? I, whatever I would guess, whatever the lowest tier is, yeah. Tier zero, maybe. Your tier zero with a stronghold. Yeah, that's it. So these these people are definitely a little. Because they're a higher rank than you, I'm gonna say that this is probably a risky role, mm-hmm. or maybe maybe even desperate. I, I don't think it's desperate. They invited us here. They want us to do this job. Yeah, I could see it being risky. Like we're you know kind yeah of no being a I, I big agree because here, but... because yeah. while they are a higher rank than you guys, they're also you know 
Uh, y'all are y'all have a burgeoning friendly relationship. They're not like your best friends ever. Yeah. Uh, well, so we're on good risky, terms. And I'll say standard effect. Yeah. So risky standard. All right. So I want to click risky submit standard. Do I get a chance to put in bonus dice here? I assume. You get one for me. Bonus die one. Okay. And, and could I could I could push myself, but you, I don't. So yeah, you could push yourself, or you could take a devil's bargain if you wanted to. Pushing yourself would give you two stress. Um, Mechanically, what's stress something I can get rid of with like easily enough, or like how bad is stress? Again, I'm new, so removing stress takes a downtime activity. So I think everyone has nine stress ticks. If that fills up, then you get a trauma. And if you get four traumas, uh, your character is forced to retire. Well, I think if we don't succeed at this, it's still four coins is still a hefty yeah. payout. So I'm okay not stressing for it. Yeah. So I'm going to roll. Oh, nice. So what does that mean? <laughs> we go for the highest roll. So for a six. There was a one, a one, and a six for those at home. For a risky, uh, you do it. Like, so uh, it, it happens. And what and what constitutes a critical? All sixes? Uh, no, two sixes. A critical would be two sixes. Yeah, so we just lay out the fact that you know if we're putting up at least half of the uh, the risk here. We should get at least half of the payout. I I can see your uh, your understanding there. If you're able to pull this off, I could see the bonus beyond the four coins. Well, that sounds like a plan, my lair. I think that's uh, agreeable to everyone here. Let's specify bonus. Point of order. You said we got we got what we wanted with a six. Correct. And and what we wanted was half an agreement for half. And you're saying that we aren't going to be getting that. Uh, you will. She she is just phrasing the rest of the other. She's not. You're not going to keep six coins, but you're going to get four coins and then a two coin bonus. She's just saving face in front of her yeah. folks. And she's yeah. not she's not lying, correct? She is not lying. Yes, yeah. that that's the fun uh, ability that uh <laughs> that yeah. Kevin took is that he always knows if someone is lying. Nice. <laughs> Have fun with that, guys. I oh, yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll uh, I'll pick up my half drank wine glass and toast to seal the deal. All right. She toasts back, uh, and after she sips her wine, she says, The uh, the treasury that the Lamp Blacks keep uh, is in the basement of a tavern in their turf called the Old Smoky. I'm certain that if you wait until our attack begins on their headquarters, that the guards who are stationed there will be called for reinforcements. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds pretty pretty cut and dry. Do you know what kind of food they have there? I wouldn't eat in an establishment like that. Well, with the your taste in wine, I just thought you would. Are you insulting this person? <laughs> nope, don't do that. I kind of want to, though. You can insult someone else who's <laughs> not this person. Insul insult someone who doesn't have a small army at their disposal. I thought we were all friends here. We're only friends as far as that goes, my dude. Uh, Y'all have the jobs, so now it's time to figure out how jobs work in this game. Uh, so, <laughs> do we get a W two? Or... Yeah, to say <laughs> you got to fill out a ten ninety nine. 
Uh, so uh, now that you know what you're doing, we're not going to spend a lot of time planning. You just have to pick one of six different plans that are already ready-made for you guys. Yay. And all you have to do is fill in a detail. Okay? Okay. So the, the uh, different plans are assault, uh, do violence to a target. Nope. Uh, deception, lure, trick, or manipulate. I like that. I'm into that. Stealth, oh, like that. trespass unseen. I like that. Occult, engage a supernatural power. Mm, not at that. Social, mm. negotiate, bargain, or persuade. Actually, that I do like. And transport, carry cargo or people through danger. I don't think that's applicable. I think it's either stealth or social. Hmm. I don't know that we're going to be able to negotiate our way into saying, hey, give us all your money. Well, this place is a, is a food establishment, right? Or did I mishear that? Yeah, it's, it's a, a tavern, tavern, I think. Yep. Yeah, so maybe maybe we can talk our way, you know, into the tavern and then just steal what we need. So I will remind everybody that we we selected everyone's steals last time as our um, brew thing. So that means everyone has a plus one on Prowl, Finesse, and Tinker. Uh, it's not, it's or. Prowl, Finesse, or Tinker. Isn't that what I said? You said and. You said and. I think it was better. Okay, sorry. I'll edit it in so you all look like fools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for that, what you're yeah. going to need to do is uh, choose which one and go ahead and give yourself your plus one dot. I think I Now? Did. Yep. If, if you haven't done that already, you should do that when you take it. Yeah, I'm going to take one Prowl then. I'm also going to take one Prowl. So- someone should take Finesse. I've got pretty good Finesse. Does anyone have Tinker? I have Tinker. Okay. And does anyone have Finesse? I have Finesse. Does anyone have Prowl? Uh, I have a little Prowl. Know. Yeah, because I don't have any in any of those. Well, just put but... with whatever you think you like more. So, it, like, uh, does it, like, if I put one in Tinker, then I'll have one in everything under Insight. Is there any useful so that's for having, like, that? So what that means is, uh, so if you have to make a resistance roll, uh, you're going to be rolling the number of dots, uh, or the number of skills that you have dots in. So, like, that's what that mm-hmm. line's about. So, like, right now, looking at, uh, Cliff Claw, for his insight, he has one dot in hunt, one dot in study, and one dot in survey. So that means when he makes an insight resistance roll, he'd be rolling three dice. So if you okay. uh, if you did that, then when you make an insight resistance roll, you'd be rolling four dice, which means that you're pretty insightful. It's pretty unlikely okay. that you'll fail that thing, but, you know. All right, I'll, I'll do that then. Let me ask you this. One of my sly friends is a tavern owner. Is this, uh, is this person, is this the same tavern, or is this an unrelated tavern? You tell me. Because I know, like, like Bazo Baz was one of my options. He's obviously the leader of the Lamp Blacks, so I couldn't invent him to be someone else. I don't know if this if this person, uh, Clyra here, I don't know if she's already, like, someone else. You know what I'm saying? I have not done anything with her, so if you want her to be this tavern owner, then she could be. So, because then, then we could go social, as long as we convince her that she's going to have a better deal. The angle I could take is that she'll have a better deal siding with helping out the um, Red Sashes, because they're going to win this fight, and then she can come out on top. Also, if she sides with us, I'll tell her which one of her uh, barrels of beer I poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, I, so to me, it feels like we're going so- social. We can do that. So for social, like the detail you need is the social connection, which it sounds like y'all it's already have. the tavern owner. To start off with, we're going to have one die for sheer luck, okay? And then we're going to get an extra die for every major advantage, and we're going to lose a die for any major disadvantage. So is this operation particularly bold or daring? Take one D. Uh, Is this operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? Take minus one D. Let's see. I think this is a pretty bold plan for you guys because the Lamp Blacks are a stronger crew than you guys are. So it's definitely bold of you guys to uh, be doing that. It's plenty bold. So, so I've got I've got a question. This engagement role we're prepping for is that sort of the role to see how well it goes? So like, are the, we actually engaging in the thing? So this this is a role to see how well or like how far you guys can get in your plan before things start going bad. <laughs> so the bet so like if you get like a critical success on this role, then you like bypass the first line of defense. Um, so I'm kind of wondering before we do that, like, why don't we try to talk about what we're going to do before we make this roll? Because I know that Sophia talked about having a contact. I was thinking, since it's the tavern, let's just go get a meal before, you know, before the operation starts. And mm-hmm. we can try to scope it out before we, you know, shit so, hit the fan. So one of the great things about this system is that uh, if you decide that you want to have done that, after we make the engagement roll, you can have a flashback to say, okay. well, I've, you know, I was in place earlier. I went and had some, uh, like, if you knew that there were going to be guards taking weapons from the front door, you could, uh, you could say, well, I get through the guards and then I go and sit at the table that I sat out earlier and find the, get the guns that I stashed there earlier. Okay. Oh, that's that's really clever. So we don't need to th- we don't need to over plan now. We can just make the roll. Yeah. See how it happens, and then backwards plan any screw ups. Yeah. My my un- so like I know in my personal experience, like whenever you walk into an unknown situation, there's there can be a tendency to try to over plan, and you think yeah. about what might happen, and then you spend forty five minutes talking about something that isn't gonna come up, and so this is to try to get past that sort of thing. Super because clever. because. All of you, uh, or all of your characters, know what they're doing. Like they're they're not you guys. They are, you know, <laughs> they're good at they, this. they are what are you, actual. What are you scoundrels. trying to say? I'm saying you're not a scoundrel. <laughs> Jeez, fine. You want to be a scoundrel? You're a scoundrel. You're the worst person I know. <laughs> I've met I've met some of your friends, Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> You've met my dad. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dare I. So, okay, so so we're taking a D for the bold and daring. Yeah, you're take you're gonna get one extra for bold and daring. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Take plus one D. Is the target strongest against this approach, or do they have particular defenses or special preparation? Uh, I'm gonna say you get a D f- from this because. I mean, we're hitting them in the wallet. That hurts. Yeah. If the red sashes weren't dis- doing this distraction, Good call. then it would probably actually be a minus D because there'd be guards, more yeah. guards there. 
Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? Uh, Take yes. plus one D. I mean, in theory, because, uh, we're using uh, my contact. All right. Yeah, so it sounds like we've got a total of four dice that we're going to be rolling for this. Let's roll them. Uh, so we got a six. That's what we're looking for. There we go. All right. So uh, with a six, you get a good result. You're in a controlled position when the action starts. So what that means is that when you first start, the pos- like the position you'll be rolling is a controlled position. It's just, yeah, it's easier to do since we are in control of the situation. Exactly. Because it sounds like, narrative-wise, that we've reached out to Sophia's contact. Uh, they're, they're the bar owner, right? The, the yeah, I'm just, we're just going to go in and have a meal and chat with her. Yeah. <laughs> it's always dark here in the city of Duskwall. Uh, but as <laughs> the shattered remains of the sun uh, dip towards the horizon, uh, you one by one trickle into the uh, old smoky. It's a rundown, freestanding building near the canal in Crow's Foot. Uh, uh, as you sit at your different tables uh, and sip on the bad grog or batter water uh, that they have, uh, and the night passes. Uh, eventually, you hear a scuffle at the front, and you see uh, several uh, uh, a messenger run in, and uh, he has a hurried conversation with several of the lamp blacks that were stationed. Someone runs through a door and comes out with about five more guys. They all rush outside. Uh, what was your contact's name? Clyra. K-L-Y-R-A. And then uh, Clyra meets your eye, Sophia, and gives a little nod, a very subtle nod, and turns back to what she was doing. All right, I'll give a quick quick glance to everyone. Well, everyone else knows the signal. It's just when I get up and push my, push my plate to the center of the table. So I'll do that and uh, make my way towards, I'm going to say there's like a bathroom type area in the back, but I'm going to head that way and instead of going to the bathroom, go towards the loot. I reach out and I take the rest of the surprise loaf and put it in my pocket. For a later surprise? (laughs) Sure. Just don't want food to go to waste, you know? (laughs) Well, I guess what I will do is I'll kind of stand near the back. I want to keep an eye out for anybody that comes in so as to give warning to Sophia and whoever else that conflict's going to happen. You would know that Sophia is a good talker, but is not the person that should, like, break into something. So, Jeremy, I'm I'm pretty good at attuning, right? Which means I can listen into the ghost field and get information and learn things that way. That is correct. I'm trying to think if I wanted to say, like, hey, Jeremy, I want to, like, tap into the ghost field, but I don't really know what that means. And it says in the rule book, it is whatever you want it to be. And I'm like, okay. So, so like, is it just like to get information about things that have happened or like from people that are in the ghost field? Like, could that, because I could see that potentially being useful in this scenario. Yeah, ask ask but, the ghosts if there's anyone else in there. So I can't talk to ghosts yet. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that you would be doing with the ghosts then? Well, I, I mean, I just assume, I'm assuming that the vault is hidden somewhere in this building. And I suspect that if I were to look in the spirit world, I might be able to sort of see what are, 
what things are kind of strange about people's movement or people's sort of emotional states as they move through this building. Because, you know, the majority of the people are going to be people that are just here for the grog or here for the, the pies or the surprise loaves. But there are also going to be people here that are making drops that are going to be more anxious. And I imagine that that type of thing might be able to be picked up from the, the energy that they're leaving uh, as they come to this area. So what is it that you're trying to learn from the Satoon role that you're talking about? Uh, you know, I just want to try and get a sense if we're going to fall into a trap. If they're going to say, oh, yeah, just come this way. But like, I'm pretty sure that that's not, you know, where all of the the dirty deeds are being done. This sounds like the kind of thing where maybe you want to wait till we hit an obstacle and then either do it then or a flashback to when you did it earlier mm, and actually true. tackle that specific obstacle because we just don't know what the next hurdle is. Okay, I, I see that. We're kind of grasping, so. Okay, uh, it sounds like you're all going to make your way into that back room. Yep. Yeah. You make your way back there. It looks like it's a smoking chamber. There is a bunch of pipes with... Someone give me the name of uh, Cool Duck Squall Drug. They're not doing the cool ones. They're doing bad drugs in here. <laughs> so they're doing grit. Okay. <laughs> They've got their grit pipes that they were smoking in here. It's uh, it's discolored the walls. It has a very, like, tangy smell to the air. Uh, and, like, it doesn't look like anyone swept in here for a long time. You're, there's, like peanut shells and all, all those sorts of fun fun things to walk through your definition of fun is incorrect other than that it looks like this room is empty so what you're saying is just a techless roadhouse <laughs> yep <laughs> the smoky roadhouse is what it should have been called the floor is both crunchy and sticky somehow Thank you again for listening to KSL. It's John, the editor for this Blades in the Dark campaign. If you're interested in more of what we're doing, you can check out Jeremy on Amazon. You can check out Tabitha at Nova Studios. You know, I'm the editor here, and you'd think my audio quality would be better. Well, I think I finally figured the frick it out. So going forward, it should be a little bit better, less crackles on my end. Back to the show. Or would that be a different skill? Let's see. Study a person, document, or item with close scrutiny to gather information and apply knowledge. Gain a deeper understanding. Do research. I, mean, I think survey might be a better fit, but yeah. I could argue study. But yeah, I, like I could, I could argue study, but I think that study would take longer. Yeah. Sophia will just say, "I'll see a hidden mechanism somewhere," you know, and kind of. Uh, I don't remember which one of you is good at that, but Sophia would remember. I know that hidden mechanisms are kind of partially my deal. I love to tinker with this <laughs> kind of thing, so I'm going to do that. All right. So this is going to be a controlled role. Okay. And. I think it's going to be standard effect. Okay. I don't know if you have anything that might boost any of that, though. I don't know. Do you have, like, tinkering what? tools? Those I do items have help? tinkering tools. I have fine That actually tools. reminds me. So, uh, before we go on this, this job, you actually have to pick what kind of load you want to be carrying. So, if you have a light load... That means that you just look like you're a normal person going about your business. 
if you have a normal load, it makes it look like you're out on a job. And if you are, if you have a heavy load, it makes it look like you are going to war with someone. That sort of thing. Uh, how the items work is you don't actually pick what items you have on you until you use them. Oh, sick. So all you have to do is say, yeah, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to sneak in there, I'm just carrying a light load. And then later on, you can say, oh, yes, I had my cane sword with me this whole time. And so uh, you put your checkbox next to the cane sword. And then once you can't put a check mark next to anything, you're all done. Like, you can't add any new items. Okay. Now, some of the items are in italics. That means that they don't cost any load. So, for instance, Sophia has trance powder. Uh, and trance powder is in italics. So it has zero load because it's in a tiny bag for, it's like a one-use item or something, and there's no reason why that would weigh Sophia down so much that she couldn't also carry an unusual weapon. The ones that have multiple boxes, you have to take both? Correct. Yeah, so for instance, there's like armor and also heavy armor. So armor means if you, uh, you want to use your armor, it takes two boxes. And if you want to use your heavy armor, that ticks three boxes. Actually, that might tick five boxes. I'll have to look into that. I think it's three. Five would be pretty... Uh... I, I think how it works is that it's heavy armor and you get two uses from it. What? Okay. So like you would check armor once and then you could check heavy armor. So yeah. I'm definitely going with the light load. I assume that's the same for everyone. Yeah. Light load. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense for what you had going on. Yeah, we're trying to be sneaky. So I do have fine tinkering tools, so would that add a bonus dice? So it wouldn't add a bonus die, but it would make it so that you would now have great effect rather than standard effect. So you have controlled great is what you'll be rolling for. Damn! (laughs) Critical success. Two sixes. Alright. Two sixes. Nice. Uh, so for two sixes, walk over, pick what you grab one thing, twist it ninety degrees, <laughs> pop the wall, falls over. <laughs> I don't even look. <laughs> you just throw your tools in the air, and they magically go where they're supposed to. <laughs> I think a critical. Obviously, you get what it's a full success, and you also get some additional advantage. Ooh. So, what would be a good additional advantage for in here? So. Maybe I notice where they're keeping the good stuff. Yeah, I like that idea. So what? Uh, so uh, Iskra is like po- uh, poking around in the door or along the walls, and she knows that one sounds even more hollow than the rest of them do. Uh, and she finds a push thing on the wall, so she's able to push it open and slide it to the side, and she notices that there is a bag of grit that uh, someone left behind. It's worth probably one coin. There we go. Mine now, bitches. Where do I write things that I have? Well, I guess I can put it in notes. Big bag of drugs. Good job. Right. Yeah, past that. Neat. So uh, behind that panel, there is the space between walls, but it looks like someone's carved a rough-hewn staircase down into the uh, ground below. There is a 
cold, wet breeze blowing up from that direction. All right. Does it also smell tangy like the grit room, or is it more... It smells more musty. Okay. Like a damp basement. Yeah, I was going to say this smells like fresh air, but it really wouldn't be fresh air. <laughs> no matter what. I walk down. Yeah. Uh, I say after you, Virgil. I've got those evening eyes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so these clocks that you're putting down, Jeremy, uh-huh. can you, are you making changes to them? Because we can't see any. Uh, no, I haven't made any changes to them yet. Okay. Now, is that are these clocks like public knowledge? Um, this one that I just marked is about to be. All right, so that clock is for the Red Sash Lamp Black War. Do we know what happens when it fills? Or? Like, you know that you've only got so much time before someone's probably going to show back up after this. Gotcha. Yeah, if nice. there's any survivors, we shall see from it, won't we? The walls quickly go from earthen to stone as you go down. It gets colder and wetter and darker. The steps are slick and slimy no light source at all down here after you go down a little way you do see a torch flickering down at the bottom of it can i pull the torch off the wall the torch is down at the bottom of it i see so i think now we're going to make a group action sometimes everyone is trying to all do something together for instance right now you're all trying to go down these stairs without alerting any people that might be at the bottom of those stairs. But you might not all necessarily be good at sneaking, and so rather than have everyone roll it all at once, we're going to do a group action. When you lead a group action, you coordinate multiple members of the team to tackle a problem together. Describe how your character leads the team in a coordinated effort. Do you bark orders, give subtle hand signals, or provide charismatic inspiration? Each PC who's involved makes an action roll using the same action, and the team counts the single best roll as the overall effort for everyone who rolled. However, the character leading the group action takes one stress for each PC that rolled a 1-3 to three as their best result. This is how you do the we all sneak into the building scene. Everyone who wants to sneak in rolls their prowl action, and the best result counts for the whole team. The leader suffers stress for everyone who does poorly. It's tough covering for the strugglers. It's <laughs> clever. So as long as someone gets a six, you're fine. The only cost is that whoever's going to lead this is going to take uh, some stress damage. Now also, you don't have to be the best in a uh, particular skill to lead it. In fact, you don't even have to have any skill dots in it to lead it at all. You can just be the person with the least amount of stress damage. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all seen that you don't have to be good at things in order to be a leader. What uh, is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm in the front, so I'm fine leading. Yeah, okay. so you were in okay. front. Alright, so everyone make a prowl. We'll say that this is... You're still in control, thanks to Iskra's awesome tinkering. So you're still in control, and we'll say standard effect as well. Can we add bonus dice to this? I see you can't assist, but if you had another, another reason for a bonus die, you probably could. I guess that's true. All right, I, I got a six. Okay. 
Well, that's good. <laughs> and three stress. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, we gotta... So we had a one, stress. a two, a six, and a two. Uh, by the way, if you don't have any dots in the skill, you're gonna roll two dice and take the worst. Just so everyone knows. We did get a six though, so So this succeeds, but it was very stressful. Yeah, virtual <laughs> like you so... are sneaking down these stairways and you can hear everyone like scraping against the wall. Someone in the darkness slips a little bit and curses. Uh, I think we all know who that is. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> You're able to keep things in control, but it it is nerve wracking. So take three stress damage. Okay. So I just ticked yeah, things under stress. Yeah, you stress. just ticked those three. All right, but uh, you're able to make it down to where that torch is at. It's a good thing that you kept everyone as sneaky as you could because there are still four guards down here. It looks like they are playing a game of cards. What's the local card game here in Crow's Foot? Kevin, why don't you say? It's called King's Stave because the way the... Uh the way the cards are laid out on the board. But everybody down here would just call it King's Dick. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Glad someone made that joke. Someone had to. You got four lamp blacks down here playing King's Dick, and they do not seem to have noticed you yet. I think we're in for a fight, but if that's going to happen, I'd like to go over there and distract a couple of them with my feminine wiles. If we're, unless someone has an idea for a not, not a on. fight. I know what I'm doing. And I have a bandolier of alchemicals. Okay. You say a, a bandolier of elf tentacles? That is not what I said, but it is now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the other game. That's the other game. Alchemicals. I've got I've got these potions and whatnot. Why would I not prepare some kind of sleep powder? I have the trance powder too. But. I don't know if trance powder does the same thing, but I'm looking for something that's going to make them yeah. maybe not fall asleep immediately. That would be a little too convenient. But like sluggish and disoriented i wish it said their description so what you do for your alchemicals is you're gonna check that you've used that uh-huh uh so you've only got one more item that you can use uh-huh when you use a bandolier slot choose an alchemical which one are you choosing my goal is to make them sleepy or sluggish or you know disoriented i don't know if trance powder does that because it does not sure. have the description underneath yeah. it. Yeah, so tell me what trance powder does. Trance powder induces a pleasant, not a trance, but black lotus induces coma-like stupor in visions. Okay. I mean, that Those are all alchemical drugs. You know, I've got access to a vial of slumber essence, so I wonder <laughs> if I could give that to you to combine. Yeah. Well, we, we know what effect. we're doing, so we already did that. Okay, oh, cool. If we want to do that, that's not something you currently have available. You can make it available by having a flashback. Tobias just said he has access to that. So prior to us setting out, I will be over by my workstation muttering about, man, I wish I had a thing just in case there are guards down there that we could, you know, use to make them just a little bit sleepy. And he will overhear me saying that and give me the thing. Yeah, okay. I would have brought it with me. It's, it's a zero load thing. So. Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and mark that and you can use it then. All right. What did you call it? Tobias, it was a... It's a, a vial of slumber essence. The victim's sleep isn't supernatural, but it is deep. They can be roused with some effort. Puts them to sleep for an hour. All right. So my idea is, like, you combine that with your trance powder, 
to make something that we can apply to these people. Hell yeah. And if they stop breathing, well, you know, maybe we'll be here a minute. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to do that, and I'm going to toss it right into the middle of their card table. And then I'm going to hold my breath. <laughs> Are you going to tell us to hold our breaths? I'll, I'll indicate to you that you maybe should think about it. <laughs> Fire in the hole. <laughs> well, no. I'm just going to, like, hold up my finger in front of my face to say quiet, and then take a deep breath and very obviously hold it with my cheeks puffed out and point at all of you, and then toss a thing. Okay, first let's go ahead and then mix them together, so make that tinker roll. Uh, you're still controlled. Is this standard, or is this extreme? What is this? You've already, I mean, you've got your fine tinkering tools. I like, do. you're not in a great place to try to mix two things together. Didn't she say she did this earlier? I mean, I would think that I... You can either mix this earlier and have a great effect, but cost one stress now, or mix it now and have a standard effect because you have your fine tinkering tools. I'll take the standard effect, I think. Everybody cross your fingers. I don't get All any right, so bonus dice. so this is going to be controlled, standard. No, you don't get any bonus dice from this. Unless you want to push oh, yourself. Fuck. Well, you know what? I, I've got one more use of my foresight, so I could give you a bonus dice. I think we're kind of near the end okay. of our operation, so yeah, I'll use my other foresight. Uh, get get another dice there, Tabitha. So roll one more die in there. Well, I still failed. <laughs> so this was controlled. You hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach, or else do it with a minor consequence. A minor complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You suffer less harm. You end up in a risky position. All right, uh, so you've got this stuff mixed together now. So now you will need to throw it to get uh, to throw it at them. You're going to need to make a hunt roll. Oh, I don't have any hunt at all. Hand it off to someone who's got hunt. Does anybody have hunt? Yeah, I mean, I've got it. I've got one. <laughs> I mean, I've got one. I will hand it to somebody who has at least one. And I'm going to say that the complication is that I spill a little on my fingers and I start to feel funny. Oh, no, don't worry. I already know what the complication is. Oh, well, is. then never mind. <laughs> you know, we have Devil's Bargain. I think this would be a, maybe a fun time to, to invoke This might that. be a good time for a Devil's Bargain, yeah. I, I already know what the complication is, so. Well, you're not telling us, dickweed, so we have to just wonder. It hasn't happened yet. Ugh, okay. Well, I will hand it to uh, Jonathan. And what am I doing? You're rolling a hunt to throw something at your prey. So your friend Iskra just like poured two vials together and shook it up and then handed it to you and pointed at them. Said, throw this. All right. Is it a controlled action? This, Desperate? This is going to be controlled and okay. it's going to be standard effect. Uh, no bonus die, right? No. Not unless you want to devil's bargain. Oh boy. I'm sure you don't want a devil's <laughs> bargain. All right. So... I don't know what Devil's Bargain means. So, so a Devil's Bargain means that you get to roll an extra die for a cost. Um, what okay, do y'all well, think would be a good Devil's Bargain here? Because anyone can offer anyone else a Devil's Bargain. It doesn't have to just be me. So if you have a good idea for a Devil's Bargain for someone else, and we all agree on it, like we can go for that. So for the listeners at home, Tabitha's character pulled, poured together some vials and didn't know what to do with them, handed them to me, and then I rolled a two. So I assume I also am surprised and don't know what I'm supposed to do with these things either. I'm not successful in whatever it is I should have been doing, which I assume would be throwing it at the baddies. You know what? I 
think a good devil's bargain here would be uh heat yeah yeah i i think just giving you guys some heat maybe uh two points of heat i don't this. know what that means so it can't be that bad so heat is a uh, representation of uh, how hot on your heels the cops are. Gotcha. It's it's your wanted level in Grand Theft Auto. I see it. So let's give you two points of heat, John, and roll an extra d6. Now, obviously, we're all learning, so the rules are fuzzy, but do you have to make the Devil's Bargain before you roll, or can you make it after you roll? I think technically it's supposed to be before, but I'm fine with it being after. All right, oh so oh, two well and done. a one. <laughs> All right, you just dropped it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Iskra, you pass it over to Virgil, and you're like, "Here, toss this," but like, but he didn't what? quite grab it in time, uh, and it slips right through his fingers and drops on the floor, and you all have inhaled a mixture of trance powder. Oh shit. And and what was the other one? Okay, I will point out that I told all of them to hold their breath. So it's true. Mm-hmm. So Can we do a resistance roll with this. <laughs> so I want you all to make a either prowess or resolve. I w- I could see either one. What do you guys think? I'm gonna do prowess because I have prowess any. is resist consequences from physical strain or injury, and resolve is gonna be resist consequences from mental strain or willpower. I think that this is actually I think this would be resolve because you're trying your damnedest to stay awake even though you've inhaled this mixture of two very yeah. potent powders. I'm actually gonna give all of you a bonus die because the um. Uh, the thing with the the complication was going to be that this was not as strong of a mixture as Iskra thought it was going to be. <laughs> so, like, she actually did a pretty bad job. She didn't know what the combination of those two things would be, and it wasn't as strong as she thought it would be. Okay, well, I'm gonna also going to push myself for two stress, because I'm, I'm holding my breath. Uh, the last thing I need is to fall unconscious. <laughs> And the enemy territory. So I'm going to get a total of three bonus dice. All right. Okay, so everyone who resisted, you take six stress minus the highest die result. When you roll a critical, you clear one stress. So it looks like Tabitha rolled a six with the bonus die. John rolled a six with the bonus die. Yep. Oh, damn. Tobias rolled a five. And uh, Kevin, did you roll your... Sophia rolled a six, yeah. One, six, three. Did you roll your bonus die? Because you might clear a stress. Well, you don't have any stress yet. Do I don't have any stress, so it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. So the only person who takes stress is Tobias, and he just takes one. Yep. Nice. Okay. There is the coughing and the clattering. Once you pull yourselves together, you see that the card-playing lamp blacks are still seated, but looking in your direction. So Sophia will... You know, heartily laugh and kind of stroll forward, you know, uh, as if she's just coming, you know, having a great hit of grit, you know, and be like, oh, boys, uh, there's always a, a, f- a fantastic time when when, when we, we put a night out on the town. Oh, a card game. How exciting. <laughs> I just want to get close to them and try to get their hackles down. Okay. That sounds kind of like a consort uh, to me anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it's a sway, but I'm the same either way because I am using deception to... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think that does make sense. So why don't you make a sway check? 
can I get a bonus die because we are coming out of this cloud of te- technically drugs, <laughs> <laughs> and we are coming down the drug stairwell. But you're also in a place that people don't tend to be at. So fair. All right. Let's say that this is going to be... You're not controlled anymore from that. I'm going to say that they're on their guard because they know there's a war going on. This is risky right now. Let's say risky and... I'm thinking standard. Okay, and I think I will push myself. Okay, so I'll give you an extra die. Too stressed for that. Four, five, five. All right, so a five. That means that you... uh, and I haven't really communicated this, but the hope is that the other the rest of my teammates will move forward and engage in some violence if these guys are, you know, looking at me. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. So what was it that you had said to them? I made it as if we were coming down, having, you know, having drugs, having a good time. You know, we just stumbled in here by accident and then like, oh, a card game, you know, I want to join the card game. How exciting, you know? And I'm definitely, okay. you know, I'm sashaying my hips a bit when I do it, and I'm tossing my hair. So I feel like the complications, maybe two of these guys are not into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy who was approaching you, he leers at you. He's got that gross grin. His teeth have very obvious grit usage problems yeah. with them. They're black and pitted. You know, obviously there's a couple that are just plain missing. And he says, ah, so you came down for a good time, did you? Well, you came to the right place. But yeah, uh, there's two others over there that you see, and they've definitely got their hands on uh, their blades. I've got either a concealed palm pistol, or I can opt for, you know, a pistol itself for one load. And I haven't used a load yet. I'm not sure what the actual difference between pistol and palm pistol is, if there's a mechanical difference. Uh, it probably is just going to be for what, uh, like, where you can get it into and how effective it would be. Well, I guess I'll just stick with my concealed palm pistol. And uh, am I the only? So we're gonna we're gonna rush the group. I've got a pistol. Iskra, what are you? What is your? I've got yeah. either. I can throw a grenade, which might not be great considering that our friend is standing right there. <laughs> um, I could also have throwing knives. Or a blowgun. I had something cool I was going to do, but now we've got a friend standing in the way. So. <laughs> Sorry. Do it, do it anyways. It's called splash damage. Go cry. We've got a healer. John, you haven't done anything in a while. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I guess we have to fight. So, I don't you know. You don't have to. Um, I mean, we could run away, but I feel like that would kind of defeat the purpose <laughs> of us being here. All right. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk up uh, with purpose up to the the four guards who are looking a little bit uncertain, and I'm going to pull open a billfold and show them my subterfuge supplies, which in those I have a forged badge of office. Okay, so I'm going to go up to these guys and I say, hello, I'm... Michael Reynolds from the main off, and we have some things we need to put in the vault. All right. I think that's going to be a sway roll. Okay. Because uh, it sounds like I've got nothing. It sounds like you're trying to got nothing in prove sway. to these guys that you are part of their team. Could I call it a command? Ooh. A command roll. Command obedience with your force of personality 
intimidate, or threaten. Yeah, I like that. Get the hell out of the way. I gotta put some stuff in there. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you use those uh, sub- subterfuge supplies, that'll definitely give you the opportunity to do this. This is a desperate action for sure. But it if it works, it's gonna have standard effect. Before we roll... Let's okay. any bonus dice. I mean, I could. You can get one dice from a team member. Uh, I, I would love some bonus. <laughs> uh, we, we need to make. We need to make this work right now. I don't really want to want to like kill these dudes. That that is not. I, we're the anti-murder assassins. Remember, you can push yourself for two stress. I can afford that. Tabitha, do you want to burn a stress to give John a bonus sure. dice? I will give him a bonus dice. Okay. okay, so so that's going to give you two dice total. I'm, I'm going to hiss a uh, code word to him that I happen to know. <laughs> how, do, how do you know that? I overheard it. I can take two stress for another bonus dice, is that what you said? Yeah, so take two stress. That's going to give you a bonus die. You get one from Tabitha. Um, okay. Is there any other ways to get dice? I, it sounds like that's mainly it. You get yeah. one from teammates if they want, and you get one for either pushing or double bargaining all right so i'm gonna be rolling three dice in total wait where, where are you getting the third dice because i have one in command oh that's right and then i'm pushing myself for one bonus dice and then getting one more bonus dice from tabitha's code word which is what is it again soot soot i turn around and say soot <laughs> six five and three there we go yes all right you do it machine mark xp for a desperate roll those uh, banners that are next to resolve, go ahead and uh, click one of those. Uh, once that fills up, you get an extra uh, pip in one of those oh, skills. Cool. I turn to my crew and say, come on, guys. It looks like that is the correct code word. Uh, this is standard effect, so let's go ahead and move this track along. So that's going to give you two dots in the guard. So they're still kind of suspicious with everything that uh, happened, but seems like you're kind of on the up and up, and they're like, okay, well, here, follow us. We'll take you there to the safe. One of them stays behind to kind of keep guard. Actually, I think only one of them's gonna... No, they're suspicious. Uh, the two suspicious ones, they, like, grab torches off of the walls, and they walk you down this uh, stone-hewn corridor, and as you get further down it the air gets colder and wetter it opens up on one side and you can see that that there is actually a dock uh, for the canal here underneath the tavern it doesn't look like there's any gondolas there at the moment but that is available they go a little bit further down and there is a locked grate that they get to and they say all right here it is we're gonna have to kill these guys is um, Thorn going by himself? That would be a bad idea. I called for you guys to come with me. I think okay. we're all we're all there. Okay. Is Sophia trying to go? Yeah, Sophia's flirting. I don't think that she should. <laughs> I think one of these guys has his arm around you, Sophia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as it doesn't get too handsy, Sophia will stay behind and keep those two guards interested. Okay, okay I'll go with you. Okay, I sort of whisper. You don't have any more of that knockout gas, do you? I mean that it. I mean, it was shitty last time, but I mean, I'd rather not kill anyone and have some options, you know? Well, I feel like mixing the two didn't work out right. Um, oh, you th- 
Okay. Did you say you have knives, Tabitha? I do have knives. I could just kill them. The right. silent killer. Yeah. yeah. So th- or, that's a thing I'm, I'm gonna ooh. I'm gonna avoid allowing. Wait, poison! Know? I could poison them. I have. S- I really wish I had descriptions of any of these fucking chemicals. That's very unhelpful. Jeremy, do you have, like, a copy of that I could look at? No, but I can get one for you for next time. Which one are you interested in? Uh, I was looking at Skullfire Poison. Does that kill people? (laughs) What? I have syringes. I could just walk up behind them and right in the neck. It's true. Looking at the Human Grinder 9000, is that deadly? Toxic fumes from overly heated leviathan blood causes incapacitating migraines. Hey, it's not deadly. I mean, that would work, and then we could just tip them into the ocean. There's a dock right there. Canal. Canal, whatever. And so I can understand this beautiful picture you drew us, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> we walk down to the canal, but there, there's like a, a graded off door that's got like bars on it or something that Correct. is also near the dock. Okay. Uh, yes. Jeremy, what about standstill poison? Does that like paralyze? Standstill them? poison is a powder that causes temporary paralysis. I mean, that would be perfect. They would drown if we tip them into the canal. <laughs> I, I whisper back. What What do you not understand about anti murder assassins? I thought I thought we were on board with this. <laughs> it's not murder. I'm. It's preemptive self defense. Right, okay. I'm just saying, like, I want to know some options, and I'm not liking the ones I'm hearing. Okay, I've got drown powder. I've got skull <laughs> You got anything that's just, like, they, 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 they have a nice dream about fornication or something. I do have a little bit of this slumber essence left. What about that, uh, the, the drugs you picked up? You got some of those drugs, oh, I do, right? but they're worth a lot of money. Right. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll figure this out. We'll we'll figure this out. I will invite out. them to smoke some grit with us. Distract them a lot. You come up behind them, stab them in the neck. We push them into the canal, and right. then I tinker open this door. Or, or since you're so anti-murder for some reason, I can give you this bag of drugs, and you can distract them while I tinker open the door. What are these guys' names, Jeremy? I'm gonna call them Bert and Ernie. Otherwise, yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Okay, so I turn to Bert and I say, can you get this open for me? Uh, you're the boss. Don't you have a key? Of course he does. All right, I pull, I pull out my ghost key, oh, which okay. has no description, so I assume it will open any door. <laughs> uh, that specifically opens ghost doors. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the skeleton key, which is what the ghost key left behind when it died. Oh, I do have burglary gear here. It is locked, right? If anyone can think of a reason why y'all might have this key, you are welcome to perform a flashback for it. Well, Well, Tabitha, your character already knew the passcode. I was in here two and a half weeks ago assisting with a young man who had taken a little bit more... I'm going to go with glimmer powder than was good for him and had stopped breathing. They called me in to save his life and I reluctantly did so since I I do know how lungs work, thankfully. And uh, while I was doing that and he was, you know, sucking in his gasping breaths and causing a big ruckus, I just so happened to have overheard a conversation in which that password was used 
And I took the opportunity to, you know, empty a few pockets around me since they never pay me enough. I just so happened to have picked up a key. So I'm going to see if it works. So I really like this flashback. That's very <laughs> cool. It's also very complicated, so it's going to take three stress, and oh, you're going like to have to make a finesse roll. Why? I don't like that. <laughs> you should have gone simple. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it, 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 it's very hard to find a key to this, you know, yeah, the safe area of a gang. Like, have you looked under the map? <laughs> I have not looked under the map. I'm going to look There's under just the a little rock, a fake rock right next <laughs> to it. Okay. Is it in the fake rock? Uh, no. Well, fuck. Why is it even there? Why even have it? It's a grenade. Fake, fake rock. It's a fake, fake rock. So I'm I'm taking three stress. You said I have to roll a finesse roll? A finesse and roll. I, I can assist her, right? Um, yes. Were you there when she was dismantling this body? Oh, no. I no. remantled it. I saved him. It was gross. Remantled. <laughs> I had to put my fingers way the fuck down his throat. It was nasty, but he lived. That's where the key was. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy, what am I doing for this role? Is it controlled? So, for this sort of thing, I think that this would be, I don't know, risky standard. You don't know. Uh, yeah, like, this This is, I'm, I'm going to have to say risky It standard. sounds risky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There Double you go, critical again. success. You do it with increased effect. So, Tabitha, you have this key, and you also know uh, the first part of the combination to the safe that's behind this grate. Neat. All right. Good deal. Wow, did you crit that? Great, great work. Yeah, I good did. job. So I signal to Iskra to open up the door. I do that. I turn to Bert, and I turn to Ernie, and I say, thank you for your service. We'll be just a minute. Uh, well, they're going to follow you because you have this key. It's going to make them trust you even a little bit more. So I'm going to give you all two more ticks on the guards. And because you also found the first part of the safe code, I'm going to give you one tick on the safe. Okay. And and Tobias's character is doing what? Uh, I've been kind of following along. Kind of had a hand on the sealed pistol just in case shit is the fam. Okay. What? So what's going on back in the other room with the card game? Oh, I'm playing really dumb. Like, I, you know, we'll put, put some cards down, and I'll be like, can I put a card? Can I do a card here? Oh, please. It's my first time. You know, I'm just trying, I'm trying to just keep them, keep them occupied. Are, are, are they drinking at all, or are they taking it seriously? Yeah, no, they, they're drinking, and there is... Yeah, a... so I'm, I'm encouraging them to drink a little extra, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of them again? passes you the grit pipe. Is this the kind of thing where I could... So, like, if you're smoking weed, you can inhale it and get high, or you can just, just suck like, it into your mouth and, like, fake it. Just like Clinton? Yeah, exactly. So can I not <laughs> inhale, but still make it look like I'm having a good time? If you wanted to go for that, I think that might be a resistance roll. A resolve? Yeah, I think another resolve roll. Yeah, badly. You got my can I get a bonus die because they're drunk? Yeah, no, I think I'll give you a bonus die for that, because they're not paying incredible attention to you. Yeah. Oh, two, four, five, six. I'll take it. All right. And of course, you know, you know, of course, I, I've seen people smoke grits. I, you know, I know the reaction. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. So yeah. good. So you keep a clear head. Uh, the rest of you go down this other corridor that was blocked off with the grate. And there is a chamber there. It looks like there's some books on a bookshelf. And there's 
some blades that they've got stashed away. It looks like there's some bricks of grit. And there is also a very crude-looking safe. Crude-looking safe. Yep. So Bert and Ernie said, uh, okay, there's not very much room in there. Uh, we'll wait out here. Perfect. Don't be too long. Oh, we won't. We just need to drop off a few things. So I turn and I say, so you, you've got part of this combo, right? So doing a flashback, because I'm going to see if I can't maybe get the third part in a flashback here. Uh, that just costs two, like, stress to do based on how complicated it is. Is that right? Uh, yeah, the stress is going to depend on how likely it is that you could have done it. Okay, so I'm thinking in this flashback that after, uh, was it Iskra? Yeah, after Iskra, we were able to get the first two numbers uh, from the previous venture. There should be a way to deduce the third one, whether it's a matter of reaching out to, you know, a manufacturer or somebody. There should be a way to figure it out. So, what I think is after hearing the first two parts before, I'm going to try to reach out to some of the lockmakers in the area and see if I can't sort of figure out who made this safe, the lock for the safe, and if I can convince them to give me the third combination. Okay. Do you have a contact that could help you out with that? Uh, yeah, actually. My friend is a archivist with the Blue Coats. Uh, I'm sure he, uh, Jaron by name, can give me a list of these manufacturers. Hell, he could probably drill it down to like two or three, you know, at most, with the okay. most likely safe makers. Okay, I think that you could probably figure that out with his help for sure. How are you going to go about getting them to talk to you about this? Well, I'm going to use the knowledge of having the first two digits to sort of convince them that I'm the actual, you know, person. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've lost the combination. My, my damn footman lost the combo. It's been a while since I've been around, but maybe I give them a ring, you know, a call or send a letter or something. We, we have, they're probably like basic phones, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you should be making a sway roll then. I must say since you had your uh, blue coat friend helping you, only spend two stress. Okay. So this is a, would you say it's controlled or risky? Probably risky, right? Yeah, this sounds risky standard. Risky standard. Okay. So uh, I can't get the bonus from teammates. Not necessarily. I think Tabitha's contribution was already part of it. Man, I really want to do a Devil's Bargain. You can take a Devil's Bargain for heat. How bad can more heat be? <laughs> you all are at two heat right now. Yeah, okay, so one dice? Yeah, get one die and take two heat. Five! A five, all right. So you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. So you were able to get that information from them. Uh, you have what you need. Can anyone think of a good complication or consequence for that? I probably left a bit of a paper trail, uh, you know, an accident. I'm sure I could be tracked. So you think the consequence is more heat? Heat is not just the law, right? It's It's just... Like, it's it's how big of a splash you wound up making. What if it slightly burns his connection with his blue girlfriend and he's got to repair that somehow? Like, later. Like, gets back to the manufacturer who's like, yeah, why'd you send me this fool? Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah, he takes I, the, I think he takes that's actually heat. a good one. Yeah. I assume it's like a downtime activity he could take to rebuild that relationship, and that's a decent penalty, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, like yeah so go ahead and uh, turn your blue coat friend back to just a regular person and not 
someone who particularly oh. likes you. Okay. Is that how that works? You just cash yep. on the arrows? Okay. Yeah, cash that in, and uh, if uh, if you want to get them back, it'll be a downtime activity to kind of repair, uh, repair the relationship. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, after all this is over, word's probably going to get around that y'all knew what the safe combination was. Yep. So that was a... Let's give it two more tick marks. You are able to get most of the rest of the combination, but it looks like there's still one more trick to the safe, because even though you've put all the combination in that you know, it still hasn't opened. I'm going to tinker with it. Okay. John, do you have anything that you want to do to the safe? Because you haven't really done anything to it. I mean, I want to. I want to attune to the ghost plane. Oh, there and we go. See if I can figure out maybe what what has been done to this thing in the past. I like it. Go ahead. Okay, so that's an attune attune um, roll. Uh huh. I've got I've got two pips. Um, so I just sort of like put on my uh, my fine spirit mask, and that allows me to get a clear view of what I can see on the spiritual plane. Uh, will this be a controlled position? I'm gonna say it's probably risky. You tell me, what's it like when you attune to the plane? When I attune to the, to the plane, I, I, I put on the mask. I, I always close my eyes first, and then I put the mask on. And the when I open my eyes, the only things I see are, are kind of blue bubbles that sort of sort of begin emanating from from the living objects around me the bubbles sort of shimmer and 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 move in in a direction that represents sort of the 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 desires of whatever the the object or the person is so so i look to my left and and i see uh i see a shape there that i recognize as um as Cliff, and I look to my right, and I see a shape that I recognize as Iskra, and then in front of me, I see I see the box, and the box has a different color and a different sort of sort of shape to it, and and then around the box, I see sort of shadows uh, of that I think are representing sort of what people have done to this object. Um, okay. That in its past, the thing, the memories that it has of of its past experiences. All right, so I think what I want you to do then is go ahead and make your tune roll. I think this is probably going to be risky standard because this seems like a normal way that you could use this, but it's kind of obvious because you put your spirit mask on. Um, They're not in the room with us, though. They're not in the room, but if one of them looks in, it's going to be kind of obvious what he's doing. Right. Bonus dice. I've got two pips so i'll be rolling two dice i've got a uh devil's bargain for you i'll take it okay what what does that mean you should have asked what it was first <laughs> but i mean how many bonus dice how, how many bonus uh, dice do i get it's one extra bonus die okay all right i don't know if these guys can really help me i mean this is my jam so all right i roll a, a two a five and a one so the five gets me there but with a cost right Right, so uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. All right, so as you're there in the... As you are watching the safe in the ghost realm, you see the shade of someone who came before go up to it. 
and it's like an echo of the past. And you see them put in the combination that you already know, you know, the six, then the nine, then the four, then the two, then the zero. And then they smack it on the side, and it swings open. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds good. Sounds nice. You, You also hear a ghostly wail coming from the direction of the canal. Oh, no. Everybody hear that, or just... No, Thorn. probably just me, right? It's just you right now. Right yeah, now. Yeah, just, just Thorn. I I don't I don't want to look at look the whale, anyways? because I know that will... will, will re- everyone will know I'm, I'm attuning then. It, so... It sounds like it's uh, coming to you from a great depth. All right. Well, I mean, I I've, I've got some guesses as to you know why why that might be, but I, I take off my spirit mask. I lean over to to Cliff and I say, "We just got to hit it right here, and that should do it." So I lean up and I hit the chest, and it opens the DM. And it says. opens. Yay! It opens, and inside you see a fat stack of loot worth twelve coin all right uh so 12 coin is gonna be about i'd say that's probably about three load all said and done i'm not sure how exactly 12 coin is quite a lot of money i've got one load left that i can carry uh i do as well i mean i've got two but we can we can up it if we need right if we're counting moving stuff out uh, twelve coin is a lot. That's like we're gonna need double bags of cash. That's that's still quite a lot. I mean, why don't we each take one load worth of stuff? Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, we add that as an item here, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, you can add it as an item. Uh, just put four coin down there. That's gonna be worth one load. I take you know some of the bags and I put them kind of in my hidden pockets in my coat cloak in a special padded little pocket that will make it not jingle jangle so much there's a lot of other uh things that you could take in here too if you so desired like those uh bricks of grit i mean i don't have room i guess uh cliff i mean there were books i mean if we're carrying this the 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 loot out that's that's gonna be weighing us down as much as it is are the books interesting i've got no use for drugs looks like they might be ledgers of the Lamp Black's activities, uh, what their take is from different drug dens and things like that. So to the worth person, it might be worth something. Mm, to the right yeah. person, rather. Yeah. Nothing else. I mean, we work in espionage just as much as we do. I mean, that's... You know, second story work. That could be very useful. Useful information. Then pick it up. Nothing else that'll screw over these enemies. How much, yeah, we'll grab how much load do we have? I mean, I think you and I are full, but Cliff could carry stuff. I don't know if the books would count. I mean, I'm full up for three, but if I go up to normal, it would be obvious that I'm carrying them, but maybe Can we not. change our load, Jeremy? Like, mid- Um, Because no. I mean, once you, once you, well, I guess you could, because it, you're picking up things that... Yeah, this is not like stuff that I brought yeah. with me. This is stuff so that I'm we acquiring could, here. Right. So, so if yeah, you want to carry more stuff, it would be obvious to these guards that you've got, you know, a yeah, teddy bear. We, we are, we are, yeah. I mean, we are not going to be able to carry this out without it being kind of obvious. No, well, we can, though, right? You said a light load. No one would know the difference, right? So, like, right now, y'all are fine with 
carrying the coin if you haven't gone over your light load. But if you decide to take more than that, like if you want to take the books and the drugs, you're no longer in a light load, so you can't hide it on your person anymore. It's going to be pretty obvious that you're looting, you're ransacking the place. I mean, we're not looting or ransacking. I just need to update these books is all. Let's let's roll y'all getting out, and then we can do downtime stuff next time, I guess. We'll start right. with downtime. Uh, I'm sorry that you've been kind of over there by yourself. Sophia? Yeah, Sophia. Sophia. Or Kevin, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, has anything exciting happened for you? I don't know. I mean, uh, all I'm really doing is keeping these guards busy, but I think eventually, I think eventually I'm going to have to make my exit and hope that the rest of the team can get out. In Sophia's mind, I don't want to like have them leave a different way and be down here for hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I think after well, after what I judge to be a suitable time for them to have made their getaway and done what they need to do, I will, you know, uh, excuse myself and go back upstairs. Okay. These these guards are definitely you know drunker than than they were when they started, and you know much much more drugged. Yeah, I I think you can get away from them pretty easily. So you uh you make it down that hallway uh to see Bert and Ernie standing at the door as your friends come out of it. Uh, y'all are or are not carrying the books and drugs. Uh, the books, but not the drugs. All right, the books are gonna be one load. The books. Yeah. Okay, well I'll take that. Okay. Does that increase your load? Uh, no. Well, good. Then it's not obvious. Okay. Bert looks at you and says, well, did did you find what you needed? I mean, we were putting something in, so yes, the safe was Why still Why did it take so long to put something in? It didn't? Look, are you the boss or are we the boss? That's what I thought, and I'm going to push past Bert. All right, let's make that the end of it then. So you're able to uh, walk out. You're able to get this done before the war finished up, so you don't have any complications on that side. Uh, as you're leaving, Clyra catches your eye, Sophia, as you're walking out, and yep. she gives you that, like, conspiratorial wink. Uh, I can note. do the quick, like, chin up, just a hair. Yeah. Acknowledgement, yep. And you, uh, uh, you know she probably might appreciate a cut as well for helping get y'all in. I think there's some, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna keep her in mind when we when we split this with when we go back to our to the red sashes. Yeah, maybe not yeah. a full coin, but so so here's here's the main question: Do y'all go back to the red sashes and give them the money? We also got these books out of the deal, so I think we should stay on their good side to make them useful in the future. Yep, we are gonna bring the full load back to um, Mylea, was it? And yeah, we'll negotiate. And she said four plus bonus, but pretty adamant it's going to be a full six and six. Okay. Uh, So you make it back to the red sashes. I'm pretty confident that both sides were gearing up for war. The red sashes might have had the drop on them, but they're both equal tier. So let's just roll a die. One straight die to see how well the red sashes did. Ooh, they got a three. Ooh, that's not good. You come back to the Red Sash School, Falling Star Sword Academy, that is where the uh, Red Sash's headquarter at, and you find, 
as you walk in that there's a lot of men that have been kind of brought here to be, you know, triaged. There's a lot of hurt people here. As you were traveling here, there was definite tension in the streets of Crow's Foot. You had to pretty much walk across the entire district to get here, and there was some fire. You passed a couple of dead bodies. Uh, people from both sides. We just walked past? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it obviously did not go as well as Mylera uh, anticipated. Uh, but when uh, you walk in, you find her, you know, sitting on the steps that lead upstairs. And her countenance kind of brightens a little bit, w- bit when she sees you. And uh, she says, tell me you bring good news. Twelve of them. Ah, thank the stars. Uh, as per agreement, four of those are yours. And two, uh, th- 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 two as a bonus for helping to strike a successful blow against the Lat Blacks tonight. And you know, there's actually a small bonus. The owner of that bar is certainly going to be looking for new tenants. You know, certainly going to be looking for a new uh, new gang to p- provide protection and, you know, need. Uh, and there's obviously quite a quite a robust, you know, canal connection and quite a, quite a safe area down below. And I am quite sure that I can make an introduction if you don't already know good, good Clara. She'd be more than amenable to... Uh, a change in, change in, uh, it's not, it's not ownership, but, you know, a change in management. Protection. Management, yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, perhaps once the dust settles, we might be able to make it over there and see. But for now, you should celebrate. You did good work tonight. Uh, I can sense that there is a bright future in store for both of our peoples. Uh, do you mind if I roll my sleeves up and wade into your injured here? Go, go right ahead. Anything that you can do to help my men. Help? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, help. Help. <laughs> John, I do want to let you know here, and just as a quick ending note, you can almost faintly hear a ghostly moan somewhere behind you, but when you turn around, you don't see anyone there. Another spooky day in Duskamon. Cutting all of this out. <laughs> but you should leave a gust going through every town in Virginia until we get it. Sorry, Kevin, did you say you couldn't stand how orderly they were? Yes. If you'll, if you'll notice, the other clocks are all a little bit off kilter. I was wondering what kind of monster had done that. <laughs> <laughs>